father may experience the son as a rival for the wife's affection and leave for this reason. I know some of you are going, oh, get out of here. You're telling me that a father would be jealous of his own son because his wife is showing so much attention to his new son and he'd get jealous and he'd leave? How about it, Wilma? Am I out in left field or am I close? It happens, don't it? It does. Any one of any combination of these occurrences can have a powerful impact on that son. Paradoxically, abandoned sons often have intense feelings related to their absent fathers. And typically, these fall into or are demonstrated or are seen in one of two ways. Number one, what we call emotional reactivity. Emotional Reactivity. What's that? It's characterized by the statement they say, I'll never be like him. I'll never be like my father. That's how they're dealing with it. But it reveals some problems down inside there that are not really being dealt with, but just glossed over. The emotion that that son experiences is directly caused by his father's absence. The son's reaction leads him to reject the importance of his father. But in so doing... He fetters himself to a position of denial and unresolved grief until that son acknowledges his unfulfilled needs and longing for his father. He can possibly remain in turmoil about himself and his intimate relationships for years. The second way that sons deal with the difficulty of an absent father is they form emotional intensity that is over identification with the father what do we mean the abandoned son idealizes and worships the absent father he may not even know very much about the absent father but to compensate for the hurt and the longing in his heart for that father that abandoned him, he puts that father on a pedestal and just idolizes him. He may base that on actual father experiences, few of them that he may have had before the father left, or it may be a fantasy father that he wishes he had had. A father, in spite of his lack of contact, interest, commitment, or feelings for his son, so the son creates a fantasy image out of discontinuous pieces of information about the absent father. I want to give you three things about our father this morning that I hope you will see the correlation between our father God and what we as fathers need to experience and be for our mates and our children and our grandchildren. Number one, our father is approachable. Our Heavenly Father is approachable. Jesus taught us to come to the Father. Repeatedly, throughout the Gospels, He is urging us not so much to Himself as to the Father. Because why? Because He came to save us to the Father. To put us in right relationship with the Father. Because the world of Jesus' day was no less messed up in relation to the Father than it is today. The reason many of our institutions, both those that incarcerate people and those that try to help them deal with mental illness, the reason many of them are 
filled almost to capacity today is that there are a lot of men in there who in their search for their father committed some things or done some things or just flat out lost it and had to have professional help to prevent them from doing further damage to themselves or someone else. Jesus taught us to come to the Father. What if you could listen in on a conversation between Jesus and the Father? How would that be? How many of you would like to just be close by when Jesus started talking to his Father? Would that be an awesome experience? I think it would. I think it would.